you have a Bible today, find Matthew, the book of Matthew. We're going to be in chapter number six. And uh, today we're looking at the topic of prayer and fasting. Something that we do at the beginning of every single year here at the church is really take a week or sometimes a few weeks uh, as a set-aside time of what we call prayer and fasting. And when I bring up this word fasting in our church, uh, we get a couple different responses. Uh, some of us, you hear fasting and you immediately think, yes, that is great. Uh, I have seen and done this and experienced God in new ways, and fasting has been such an incredible thing for me. Uh, there's another group of us that when you hear the word fasting, you think, great. I've heard that before. I've tried that. It was miserable. It was like torture. I don't want to do that. There, and there's a third group of us, uh, and I think this is more people than we even think and understand. And when you hear fasting, you're not exactly sure what that looks like and even sure what that means. And today we're going to take a pretty basic approach to this topic, uh, this biblical topic called fasting. But listen, even if you have been around here for 60 years and you have done all sorts of prayer and fasting stuff and whatever throughout the years, uh, I believe that today is going to be helpful and uh, just kind of re-excite you maybe for something that we see in the Bible that we don't as Christians in America take advantage of very often. So here we go. Are you ready? Okay, stand with me all over this place. We're just going to start by reading the scripture together. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, just a couple verses that we're going to focus on uh, today. Matthew 6, starting in verse number 16. Here's what it says. This is out of the mouth of Jesus. Uh, and he, he says this. He says, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that you will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And, and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Let's pray. God, we just take a deep breath and we welcome you into this moment right here. We pray that you would be glorified, uh, that you would be the center of this all, all of this, and that, God, we would truly uh, all together just kind of align our hearts and our minds uh, to what you would have to say to us today. And so, God, we just give this to you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen, amen. All right, give somebody a high five and have a seat. All right, come on. I'm excited for where we're going here. But the reality, the reality is this. We'll just start here. The majority of Christians in America know very little about this topic of this biblical discipline that's called fasting. And very few Christians in America, this is something that is implemented into their life. And, but what's interesting in, in the Bible is that the Bible is filled with this topic. We have thousands of years ago, Moses fasting, you know, 4,000 years ago, Jesus fasting, Paul, and everywhere in between, fasting is a topic that comes up in the scripture again and again and again. Yet again, 
for the average everyday American Christian, this is something that is not talked about and not done and not implemented at all in our life. And so just to get us all on the same page with this topic, I, what I want to do is I want to answer uh, some basic questions about this word, this biblical idea called fasting. So here we go. This is going to be nice if you want to take notes. You'll have ni- number ones and points, and it's going to be, for some of us who like that stuff, it's going to be perfect for you. All right. So number one, the question is, what is fasting? What is fasting? And one of the guys here's like, isn't it when you get in your car and you drive? Real, no, no, it's not, okay? We're getting real dumb here today already. That's okay. Fasting at its most basic level is just to abstain from food. That's, that's like Webster's Dictionary. It's all it says, to abstain from food. But we're getting more specific with this because for us, um, we are focusing in on fasting in the Bible as a spiritual practice because we know, and we'll look at this in a moment, that this word fasting comes up in medicine and weight loss and all sorts of different things as well. So specifically when it, we're talking about the Bible, we're going to define fasting in this way. The process of abstaining from food for the purpose of worship prayer, and self-discipline. The process of abstaining from food for the purpose of worship, prayer, and self-discipline. And understand in the Bible, fasting 100% of the time has to do with food. It has to do with food. From time to time, there are Christians who talk about fasting other things. And some of us, some of us come from traditions, you know, that, that celebrated what's called Lent. And that might be many of you in, in different ways. And where it, during Lent, we say things like, I'm going to fast social media. I'm going to fast TV. I'm going to not spend money on things that I don't need. I'm not going to drink pop. So I'm going to fast pop. I'm not going to eat sweets. And some of the husbands in the room are turning to their wife and saying, I'm going to fast doing the dishes. Okay, that's not how it works. Don't do that. But understand, it's fantastic to cut out certain things in your life like this uh, for seasons of growth. In fact, absolutely, there should be moments in your life where you put down your cell phone for a period of time. You should have those moments, and it should not just be for like an hour. You should have that thing out of your hand for a week and not use it, okay? Because that will benefit you in different ways. You should have seasons where you cut out sugar and caffeine in your life and watch and experience just how addicted you are to those things. And you should experience that, and you should put that stuff away. But understand, those things are great, but fasting is probably not the right word to use when we're cutting out those types of things. Fasting in the Bible always has to do with food. With food, okay? Uh, abstaining from food for a specific period of time for the purpose of worship, prayer, and discipline. That leads us to the second question, big number two. Who should fast? Who should fast? That's the question. And to answer that, I want us to focus on just a few words that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. We read this just a moment ago. Matthew 6 is a famous portion of scripture, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It is part of that. Those entire three chapters are part of what's called the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus, a thousand people are following him around, and he climbs up on the side of this big hill, and all of the people sit down below him, and he teaches them. He gives them this sermon. He preaches to them, and he talks about all sorts of different things, and the thousand or so people are mesmerized by what Jesus says right in the middle of that we have Jesus bringing up this short little thing on this topic 
of fasting, okay? Uh, very specifically, he's, he, he's going to teach how not to do it, is what he's going to say. But in verse number 16, here's what he says. He says, when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled, okay? He's talking about the super churchy people of his day who were putting on a show in front of other people. Jesus, like, hated that. And, you know, they're, they're walking around and they're going, oh, I've been fasting all week and look at me. I'm so spiritual. And Jesus is like, knock it off. Don't do that, okay? And then verse 17, but when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face, okay? On and on and on. We'll talk about this a little bit more in a moment, but I want to point you to these to the three words that Jesus says twice. He says, when you fast. Did you catch that? When you fast. Jesus, in preaching this sermon to the thousand people below him uh, who are all interested in serving God, that that's why they're there, he says, when you fast, blah, 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 and when you fast, blah, 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 okay? And, and uh, so just understand, the question we asked, who should fast? The answer, Jesus assumes that if you are a Christian, you will do this. You will, you'll do it. He doesn't say, if, if possibly, maybe one day, you maybe sort of decide you want to do that. No, no, no. He's like, when you fast, when you fast, just there's an assumption in the words that Jesus uses here that if you are a follower of God, if you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus, that this is going to be a part of your spiritual life. And that's what makes this so crazy is that Jesus assumes that we're, we should do this and yet the average American Christian just doesn't, Right? Nod your head if you agree with me on that. Jesus says, when you fast, when you fast. In fact, one of the difficult things about this topic of fasting in the Bible is that the Bible never really just lays out what fasting should look like, who should do it, when it should be done. The Bible is just filled with examples of people doing it. So that, that kind of makes it difficult, but it's almost as though the authors of the Bible, inspired by the Holy Spirit, just assumed that the people reading this understood fasting. This is just what we do. We fast from time to time in different ways. They assumed the followers of God did this, and they didn't need to explain it. We don't have Christians should fast, here's what it looks like. No, it's more like they fasted three days and three nights. And this happened. Moses climbed the mountain and he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And the only exception to all of this is the words that we have here that Jesus said, but he doesn't really explain a whole lot. He's correcting people who are doing it with the wrong heart is what we have. Okay, we'll talk about that in a moment. But understand, Jesus seems to assume that if you are a Christian, you will fast. Who should fast? All of us, fasting should be a part of your spiritual life and your spiritual discipline if you call yourself a Christian or a follower of Jesus. Okay, question number three, why should I fast? Good question, I'm glad you asked. Okay, maybe a better way to ask this question would, be, would just be, what does fasting accomplish? What is, what is going on when we do this? And uh, now, before we get to the fasting in the Bible to answer this question uh, and to see this scripturally, let me take three minutes to talk about fasting outside of the Bible. Medical stuff, all this, okay? If you type fasting book into Amazon, 
It's interesting what you will find. Put that screen, it's already up there, okay? Here's just an example of some of the top things that you will find when you look at this, okay? You get spiritual books on the top right, okay? Fasting, opening the door to a deeper, more intimate, more powerful relationship with God. You get these spiritual books, but you also get medical books, uh, like the bottom right, fasting and eating for health, a medical doctor's program for conquering disease. Interesting. Fasting has something to do with conquering disease, according to some medical doctor, and he wrote uh, a book on this. You also get weight loss books when it comes to this. That's the bottom left. The Fasting Transformation, a functional guide to burn fat, heal your body, and transform your life. Like it's a health and wellness book. Uh, you, You may have heard the term intermittent fasting uh, is a weight loss term in a weight loss world for physical health. And then look at the top left. I love this one. Here's the title, Periodic Fasting. Repair your DNA. I don't even know what that means to repair a person's DNA, but it sounds like I need that, doesn't it? Okay, grow younger. Here we go. Learn to appreciate your food. Like, uh, grow younger, repair my DNA. Sounds amazing. Uh, but if you study... If you study this topic of fasting outside of the Bible, here's what, you, here's what you learn. All sorts of doctors, all sorts of health people have written massive amounts of articles and stuff on this topic. A lot of this isn't even debated in the medical world. Over time, our physical bodies fill up with all sorts of gunk, okay? For you engine people who like to work on that, you understand the gunk that fills up in carburetors and different things just from running it in the normal way. Toxins, blockage, uh, things don't move and work to their fullest potential. This is anything physically from our joints to our digestive system to our heart and our lungs, and the list goes on and on. And fasting, universally agreed on, is a very natural way of healing the human body and cleaning things out, okay? One doctor wrote this, occasional fasting is usually recommended to keep yourself in good condition. Three days per month, you should be fasting, and or 10 days per year, that's consecutive days, by the way, is what they're saying. Three days per month or 10 days at one time is recommended from doctors for health purposes for you to do that. How many of you are like, I fast 10 days a year for health purposes every year. Go ahead and raise your hand up real high. That's what I do. I don't see any hands. Okay. Non-spiritual doctors here are saying you would be healthier if you did that. That's crazy. I read one article on pets Some of you are going to be like, you can't do that. But I read an article on pets, and it said said your dog would live longer on average if you only fed your dog six days a week. But my dog's going to eat. I don't know, okay? You want to kill your dog faster, you go ahead and feed it every single day, okay? But that's that's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Medical, Medical stuff. Medical stuff in this. Uh, taking it a step farther, extensive research on what fasting actually does for the human brain. Interesting. 
outside of God here, outside of spiritual stuff, that written by a doctor named Gabriel Cousins, I often observe in fasting participants, concentration seems to improve, creating, creative thinking expands, depression lifts, insomnia stops, anxieties fade, the mind becomes more tranquil, and a natural joy begins to appear. When the physical toxins are cleared from the brain cells, mind-brain function automatically and significantly improves, and spiritual capacities expand. This medical doctor, fasting improves, creating th- creative thinking, anxiety goes away, insomnia, all of that. And here's why I bring any of this up. Remember, like th- th- this is not the Bible, but remember, we were created as people by God. This spiritual discipline of fasting has all sorts of physical benefits and mental. It's almost as if God knows something we don't know. Interesting, isn't it? Okay, physical, mental benefits, but that's not what this is about today. Biblical fasting is a spiritual thing. That's why we see people in the Bible doing it. They're not doing it to lose weight and all that stuff in the Bible. This is, this is a spiritual thing. So spiritually, what does fasting accomplish? Write this down if you're taking notes. Prayer connects us to God, but fasting disconnects us from the world, okay? I'm going to talk this out a little bit. Prayer connects us to God. Fasting disconnects us from the world. Let me illustrate this for you. Uh, Jeremy, run up here and grab that thing for me. I don't know where you are. There you are. Bring that, bring that thing over for me. Um, it's heavier than it looks, isn't it? Okay, just right here is fine. If you don't know what this is, we have a portable generator. I don't know if you can see it, okay? I'm sorry if you can't see it. But uh, if, if you don't know what this thing is, it's a gas-powered little engine, and you put gas in it, you start it up, and the only thing that it does is produce electricity. So you plug things into it, and you can be out at a campsite, and you can, pow- have, you can watch your favorite TV show on the campsite or whatever, okay? Uh, for, me, for me, I, I use this specifically... Uh, because out at my house, we seem to lose power for a, a day or two every single year at some point. And uh, after one time in our life, we walked into our garage to the, f- some of you are going to think this is nasty, but the floor was filled with blood. And our entire freezer had, uh, had thawed out and we lost like a few hundred dollars worth of meat. And I thought, I'm going to spend $300 and never have that happen again, okay? All right, and so that, that's what we use it for. When we run out of power, run this thing and plug in our fridge and our freezer. And for the 24 hours or something, we don't lose anything. That's the way that we do it. But a little thing like this, uh, you can see it's got these little plugs right here. And so you, this is just where you plug things in. Kind of cool, huh? Runs it and you plug it in. And when I first got it, my initial instinct was like power strip, womb, running cords everywhere in the house, going to all the stuff. And we're making coffee and vacuuming the floor and all that type of stuff. And, run, and, and I realized that this thing was not like, it was not built to handle that amount of power. Okay, and, and so you, you can plug your refrigerator in and your freezer in with this, and it will run it uh, and until it runs out of gas, and then you got to put more in, and it'll, it'll run those things, but when you start trying to add other things to it, it eventually got to the point where the thing just kind of went like, blah, and, and it didn't really work very well at all. It didn't power 
uh, really anything when the thing got overloaded with all of these different things that were plugged in. Now listen, here's why why I bring um, any of this up. uh, Like, don't miss this right here. This This is a big deal. Prayer connects us to God, but the issue is that in our culture, we are plugged in to so many things all the time that our prayer and our relationship with God can just kind of run thin. I don't know if, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but it's like God constantly has competition in our lives. For all, and and not, all, not all this is even bad stuff. School can be a competition with God. Your family a competition. We have so many things in this world that are pulling at us for our time uh, and, and our energy and our focus and all of that type of stuff that our relationship with God seems to be in competition with that stuff all the time. Prayer connects us to God, but fasting begins to disconnect us in a way from the world. I, I read this in an article this week. Uh, fasting isn't about punishing yourself because God wants you to suffer. Rather, it's about intentionally disconnecting from worldly things for a season so you can hear from God and experience the full life he has for you. I hear talking, I hear people talking sometimes about the Lent thing, and I, and, and understand, like, I, I don't mean to talk negatively about Lent in any way. Uh, the reason I bring this up is sometimes people confuse this with each other, and I just want to make some clarity, bring some clarity to this, okay? But I hear people talking about the Lent season as Jesus suffered, so we suffer by not eating sugar for God, by, or whatever, okay? Um, and, that, and that's usually done the 40 days leading up to the crucifixion, and so the suffering of Jesus is central to, this, to the Lent season and the Lent I- idea, Fasting is not purposefully suffering because Jesus suffered. That's not what that, and we don't have that anywhere in the scripture that it points in that way. Fasting is about intentionally disconnecting us from the things of this world for a season to focus and prioritize God. And, and, and we do that by saying no to one of the most difficult physical world things in our lives, and that is food. Because you can, you can not watch YouTube for a week, and you'll be okay. Watch what happens and feel what happens when you go without food for a week. It's, it's a different ballgame. It is, it is massive, and, and I understand we still have jobs to work and families to be with and basketball games to go to and our lives are still crazy filled with all sorts of different the things of this world, okay? A perfect situation would be for us to take a week away from it all and to fast and pray alone with, with no distractions and nothing in the way, just an opportunity for rest and prayer, but like that's not realistic, for most of us in this place, right? Some of you are like, that'd be a dream, except for the eating part, you know, <laughs> to get away. So, but quickly, let me go through a list of the things that happen in the Bible as a result of fasting. I'm gonna go fast through this, but it's awesome. And I put it all on one page. Go to that next slide for me. It's all on one thing, so you can just take a picture of it if you want to. Okay, the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, said, said those who fast got physical healing. 
physical healing, supernatural healing from God. If you are praying for someone to be healed, the Bible points to fasting as a way to pray for that. Jesus said in Mark chapter 9 that those who fast get power over demonic oppression. Now, we're not supposed to live like there are demons under every rock and all of that, but the Bible talks about this spiritual battle that goes on all the time. Fasting gives power over spiritual oppression and some of that type of stuff. Ezra chapter 8, when Ezra fasted, God gave protection over his kids and his possessions. It says, Daniel chapter 9, uh, Daniel fasted and God gave him wisdom and understanding in a supernatural way. In fact, Daniel was confused about something. He had a dream, vision from God that was confusing. He fasted and prayed and God showed him and gave him a clear answer to what was happening and what that was about. Nehemiah chapter 1, Nehemiah fasted to get direction from God and to say, what do I need to do now? If you're facing a big decision in your life, the Bible would tell you to fast and pray about that decision. If you want clarity, you want to hear from God, go fast. Esther fasted for three days before she would go in and risk her life to talk to the king about saving her people. Okay, if you don't know that story, the entire Jewish race was going to be annihilated. Uh, Esther was a Jewish a Jewish woman, but was the queen, and it was complicated, and she went into the chambers of the king, which was kind of frowned upon in the way that she had to do it, and she could have lost her life. The king had the power to say, you did not respect me. She fasts and she prays before she goes in and does that, and God gives her favor in that meeting. Jesus fasted 40 days before he began his earthly ministry. We see fasting here as a, as a preparation for something, a preparation for a season of something that's coming. Acts chapter 10, this man named Cornelius was fasting. God gave him a supernatural vision to go find this man named Peter. And the list goes on and on and on to hear from God about a decision, physical healing, gain wisdom and understanding, protection and safety for family, power over spiritual oppression to experience God in a supernatural way. Like, don't miss this. And by the way, doctors said physical health and healing our bodies, mental clarity, spiritual power, wisdom, direction, healing. Good grief, Charlie Brown. Why aren't we doing this? Why don't we do this? And I'll tell you why. It's crazy hard. It's hard. We talk about this like this is just some amazing, beautiful thing, and it is, but it will knock your face off. It is hard. Fasting is incredibly difficult. It's a discipline, and it's not really a fun one. It's not. Last question then, what does it look like to fast? What does it look like to fast? What does the spiritual discipline of fasting actually look like? Okay, quickly in the Bible, we have different lengths of fasts, and so we know right away, like, like the length doesn't seem to be, I don't know, it's, it's, it's confusing. We have different lengths. Esther fasted for three days, Daniel for 10, Daniel again for 21 in a different way, Jesus for 40, whole bunch of fasts. We have no idea how long they were. They could have been a day, they could have been 10 days. We don't know. There are also different kinds of fasts that we see in the Bible. There's what we call a full fast, a full fast would be no food for his designated period of time. And sometimes in the Bible that even said no water. Now we did not have people go 40 days with no water. Medically that will kill you, okay? Uh, but, the, but seasons where you have zero food, zero food, most of the time it was just drinking water with that for a specific period of time. 
okay? Three days, 10 days, even as many as 40 days. And I have, I have friends and mentors of mine that have actually done 40-day water-only fasts. 40 days. It's incredible. I've never done that, okay? But went with zero food, Okay, we also have partial fasts in the Bible, which most of the time, scripturally, those are very Jewish things. Uh, the Jewish people would often fast from sunup to sundown, and so they would, they would not eat during the daylight, and then they would eat a meal at, uh, kind of before they went to bed. Uh, a part of some of their festivals and feasts of the Jewish people even had that. We also have what's in the Bible, we now call it a Daniel fast. Uh, which comes from the story of Daniel in the Bible. Con- his fast was for 21 days, consisted of eating only fruits and vegetables and some nuts, some types of fruits and vegetables. You can read about that if you want to go, and drinking only water. The point in this is there are different ways to do this stuff. The Bible isn't super clear. It doesn't say, like, if you need physical healing, fast for six days and don't drink this and that. You know, it doesn't say that stuff. It, it, okay, like just understand there are different ways to do this. It's going to look very different from one person to the next. For some of us, fasting one day and even drinking juice and smoothies instead of eating a meal is going to be a fast for you as you have never done this before. And that is, oh, that is okay. For some of us, skipping a lunch meal and taking 30 minutes to pray is a perfect way for you to start this. As you, as you don't eat and you still feel the hunger pangs of what, like, what that is that you are missing and you pray. Uh, for some of us, going seven days with zero food and only water is something you can do. It is, okay? Uh, it's not about who is better. It's not about who's doing more. This is a personal thing where we as followers of Jesus choose to disconnect and discipline our bodies and ourselves for the purpose of seeking God. Okay, ushers, I want to ask you guys to quickly like come and put that stuff in, in people's hands. They're just going to give you a little card here, and they're going to do it so fast because they're so good at this. Okay, uh, go ahead and put that card on the screen here for me. I'm going to start talking about it here while they pass this out, okay? Uh, in preparation for a fast, here's, here's what you do because for some of us, this is like, you have never done this. You've never heard of this. This is crazy. And now uh, I, I've piqued your interest a little bit because you see that whatever. Uh, first, you look at your calendar and you prayerfully figure out what is realistic for my fast to look like. You oftentimes will pray and say, God, what do you, you, know, what do you think I can do and what do I want to do with this, Okay. Um, so pass those out. You should yeah, give a whole pile to each row, and they can figure that out themselves, guys. <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> okay, uh, so how long will you fast? You ask yourself this, one day, three days, seven days. Am I going to fast lunch every day this week? Uh, we didn't put a place for that on this card, but we should have. How long? How many days? What meals? And then you ask yourself, what am I going to fast? Okay, in the Bible, fasting was always had to do with food. Okay, but it's not a bad thing if you want to take this and, and, and you can't do whatever for whatever reason. 
You know, if, if you're pregnant, you probably don't want to go 14 days, okay, without food. Like, that's frowned upon, uh, you know, it's, but, but I'm trusting God, and let's, let's, let's be careful here, okay? Uh, but be wise with that. Um, what, what am I going to do? Uh, am I going to do a full fast with only water? Am I going to drink juice? Because sometimes the sugar is, how, am I going to make smoothies in place of meals, Okay, sometimes that's what you need to start with, or a combination of all that. I, in the past, I have done water only for, for five days and then had a smoothie two days in a row, one or something like that for day six and seven. And, and understand, be smart with this, but also challenge yourself. If you are someone who does a ton of physical labor, and you are, or you're in the middle of like a sports season here where you're burning bazillions of calories and you have coaches, like be wise with some of, of this. Your body is going to struggle. Like understand that you're going to struggle, but also be bold with this. If you've never done a fast before, three days, water only, will kick you in the rear end. In fact, Many people, and I've had this from in the past, they won't make it, and, that, and that's okay, all right? Like, if you drink a ton of coffee, and some of you are like, I need church to be done because I got to go to the bathroom. If that's you right now, okay, understand, going without coffee is going to bring the worst headaches you have ever experienced in your life understand some of that. Most of us are addicted to caffeine. Most of us are addicted to sugar. And to cut that stuff out is going to bring physical side effects for a season. Day two is going to be the worst thing you've ever felt in your life. For some of us, okay? Just trying to prepare you a little bit. Okay, so this card for a moment. We just have this laid out a little bit. And and also, we, uh, we didn't put a, a code on here, but if you, if you want more information about fasting, and you can also do this online, uh, our website, we have a little thing that has a link to the fasting. You can go to that, rlc.whatever, rlcmn.church, and you can find that, okay? Um, but what we want and what we like to have you do is we would love to just know, uh, music team, you can please come right now too. We like to know who's doing some of this for a couple reasons. First of all, we just want to be praying for you, uh, and we, we love to do that, and we want to pray for you. For some of us, we're, you know, some of you, we're gonna, we might send a message and call you and say, how are you doing with this, uh, or different things. We, we want to be a part of that if you want. Um, also, next Sunday evening, and this is at the very bottom, it's just this little thing. Next Sunday evening, we are having a prayer service here at 5 o'clock. And then we are having a, what we just call a break the fast meal at six o'clock. And we did that last year and people loved it. Uh, and so that's, that's on the calendar as well. If you want to do this kind of ideally, you, know, you, you can do this however you want. You don't have to listen to me at all on some of this. But ideally then you would take this breaking the fast meal. And if you're going to fast two days, you know, fast Saturday and Sunday or something and then break the fast with us in that way or you're going to fast three days, fast Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you want to do that, uh, that way you kind of break the fast together. Um, but don't, don't fast seven days and then show up to that meal and stuff yourself with all the desserts or things. You will, it's just, okay, that's a very American thing to do and you will pay the price. Okay? Uh, 
But we, want to, we also just kind of want to know who's going to come to that. So please stand with me over this place. In a moment, we're just going to sing together. For some of us, you know, you, you can't do this. You can't do this for whatever reason. And I'm looking at a couple people. I know we have some people who are having babies, and I know we have people who are very physical labor type of things or athletes or different things like this. <clears throat> what I would just recommend if that's in your spot, if you're in that spot where the food piece is not something you can do, I would, I would recommend trying to cut out something that is very important to you, your cell phone or something like that. Some of you can't fathom the idea of going four days without your cell phone. What if someone needs to call me? Do you remember the way we lived before we had cell phones? I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd drive hours away and you didn't have any way anyone could contact you and you, you survived, okay? Now it's like you drive all the way to St. Cloud and you forgot your cell phone and you drive back to get it. You know, this is the way that we live our lives, okay? Do something like that though. Um, but for most of us in this place, I'm, I'm just challenging you the beginning of this year to disconnect from something that will be very hard for you physically for the purpose of prayer. And when you fast, when you fast, that's the way Jesus said it too, but when you fast, pray. Fasting without prayer is just like a diet, okay? Pray. And, and so the way that I do this is if I'm fasting an entire day with water only, I, I specifically will pray over my meal times. And whether that's a 15 minutes or a half hour or an hour or whatever your schedule looks like, where you are just spending time in prayer over those times, and, and this is a focused time. If you, want, if you have something specific you want to fast for, you can do that. You're praying for a family member to be healed. You're praying for direction. You're praying for God to change something in your life. Fast for that. Write that down and say, Jesus, I'm hanging on to this. I'm disciplining myself because of that. God, I pray, I pray that as many people in our church family set aside time specifically this week, people here in this place, people watching behind a screen, God, I pray that supernatural things would take place. I pray that we would clearly hear your voice. I pray that wisdom and direction would be given to those that need that. God, we pray for incredible things to come as we just set aside specific time at the beginning of this year to pray and fast. Challenge somebody, God, right now to do this who has never done it. And let this become not just a, a one-time thing, but a part of our life. And so, God, we just ask for you to do the things that only you can do. We give this to you, Lord. In your name we pray. With every eye closed for just a moment of privacy before we're done, maybe you're here today and you have never responded to the message of Jesus. This message that God loves you, that he cares, that he sent his son to die so that you could be forgiven, that you could be free, that you could receive this reconciliation with God. And if you're here today and you would say, I have never personally made this decision to respond to that. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not asking whether you have been baptized or confirmed or whether you go to church. Those are great things, but that's not what this is. If 
you're here today and you would say, I've never responded to the message of Jesus and you want to do that today, just quickly show me your hand. I just want to pray for you. Anyone in this place that would say, yes, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hand down. If you're watching behind a screen right now, you can respond to this as well. Anyone else that would just say, yes, this is my day. Church, let's just pray this together before we're done. Pray, pray, Father God, I give you my life. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Forgive me of my sins and change my life. In your name I pray, amen. Come on, put your hands together. Let's celebrate that today.